You are listening to the Testudo Times Podcast Network. Yo. Yeah, did you see Georgetown's whole team just got arrested? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I swear to God. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Eight up, bitch. Gain them boots with the merch. Our coaches sing them coaches. What's going on, people? It's Andrew Terrell live from Portland, Oregon. I'm feeling myself today. I've been drinking. Talk to him, Trent. What's going on, people? Coming at you live from Austin, Texas. I'm ready to go. All right, enough about us. I know you guys are sick and tired of hearing Andrew and I talk week in, week out. We've got a special treat for you guys today. We got Mr. Kevin Herter on the line here. Red Velvet, they call him. I like Red Mamba. It's his name, not Scalabrini's. I don't know. What's going on, gentlemen? Kevin? Gentlemen, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. What a pleasure. Hey, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Well, <laughs> we're we're fucking we're lucky to have Kevin on. Um, you know, Train and I actually are not uh, as popular as some would think. Uh, so when we asked you guys to to bring in questions. You guys gave us like maybe six or seven. Kevin shouts it out. We've got over five, six thousand. So uh, yeah, he's a he's a popular guy. He's a he's a good guy to know. Um, he's a great friend, and he uh, you know he showers with a sock on his tip because he doesn't want to get athlete's foot. So <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just being honest with the people, Kev. They want honesty, so I'm going to be honest. Good. Yeah, I just want to say, first of all, I'm pretty disrespected. We only got about six or seven responses, and then Kevin posted, and the inbox just exploded. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, dude, good it God. was like, it was like, Train texts me, and he's like, I don't know if we're going to have enough questions for him. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, we got to get Kev to shout it out a little bit. And immediately we were at a nine plus, you know, that little thing on request, nine plus. <laughs> Train and I actually have never seen that before, but it's a thing. Yeah, no, it is a thing. It's crazy. I was kind of shocked. I think my Instagram app kind of crashed, but I don't know. Hey, he's a, he's a he's a popular guy to to talk to, and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna start with a little Maryland Marquette talk. Um, I know everybody wants to know what Kevin thinks of the Maryland team, uh, and then after that, we're gonna go into your guys' questions, and and we're gonna get a little rowdy. You know, I think that's safe to say. We're gonna get a little crazy. We're gonna. I've been drinking, so I know Trey's been drinking. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why Ke- not. Kev's got a game tomorrow. <laughs> Kev's got a game tomorrow, so he's not drinking, but we're all having fun. Uh, <laughs> let's just start out right away. Did you watch Maryland Marquette, Kev? Yeah, I did. We are uh, I think we were on the road in Milwaukee, maybe? I was texting you. One of the two, but... Houston. No, no, it was Houston, I think. Yes, Houston, you're right, you're right. Was, yeah, you uh, guys got 61 laid on your head by Harden <laughs> that, next, that next night. Oh, good Christ. That's because Kev wasn't out there gardening. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, God, he was, uh, he was in rhythm, we'll say that. He was in rhythm. <laughs> yeah, he had 61 in 30 minutes, people. <laughs> it's like an NBA record, I think. It might not be, I don't know. but God forbid it was a close game, he might have 
break an 80 on us. So let's just say, thank God it was not a close game, but uh, it was unbelievable. It was, <laughs> I had a good view from the first seat on the bench, so not ideal. Hey, man, I am, uh, I am very familiar with the courtside you know, games. I'm, I'm a big believer that if you're on the bench, it's better not to play than to play. It's just more fun. You can get crazier. Yeah. And guess what? When you get fouled with three seconds left and everybody's yelling, I don't have to hit that free throw. You do. So I'm a big I, believer. I personally that. believe in the nosebleeds and the alcohol that they supply up there, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, the flask <laughs> that, you, that you tape to the back of your thigh and walk in, I'm a big believer in that as well. Absolutely. So back to Marquette, Maryland, though. What'd you think, Kev? I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I just, from the way that they had started their season and how dominant they were in second halves, I knew that, or I think me and Andrew texted about, like Marquette wasn't a team that they could come out and start slow and then expect to come back on, especially with Marcus Howard. So it was a game I was definitely a little bit worried about. Um, and I, I honestly think Maryland played the best game in four or five years. Like I really think they played that well. They had a, a lot of different guys individually play really well. They... Really, like every time Marquette made a run, they had an answer for him. A lot of that was Anthony, but I think it was a complete game start to finish, and it was honestly really fun to watch um, just because I thought it was a game that they might have trouble with with Marcus Howard and the rest of Marquette, and um, it was a great game for us. Yeah, I mean, Marcus Howard's been slapping the floor with something other than his hands. Uh, what did he do? He went 40 against Davidson and then 51 against USC. And then he comes out and lays an egg. I mean, I guess a lot of that was defense, but shit, I don't know, man. Marcus Howard, he's a bad man. That dude's fucking good. It was. They had a good game plan. I mean, Daryl started on him mostly, but, I mean, Wiggins was on him a little bit. They switched off the ball. And, I mean, for a guy like that, all you got to do is make him take tough shots. I think his first three or four shots of the game were step-back threes. And for someone like that, if he's not seeing those go in, it's going to be a rough start. But... Maryland got up right away. Daryl hit two threes. Dante hit a three. Yeah. And, you know, really, I thought Maryland cooled down second half when, when Marquette went zone. But, I mean, Anthony was unbelievable all game. And um, they answered every round. I thought it was a great game. And what they played tomorrow night, I believe, against Notre Dame. Um, that yeah. I think hopefully you know, they can follow that up with. But it was a really good game well, for Notre them. Dame's, Notre Dame sucks, thank God. I mean, I still think it's gonna be tough. To I I still think it's tough. Any it, dude, any they're, high they're number major, three in the country now. They're all excited. We got to be careful. I don't disagree, but I will say this: Turgeon's been giving Train the middle finger yeah. since <laughs> whatever he said earlier in the year about him not being that good of a coach. He's been telling I mean, me to fuck off. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, he bet. He bet Okay, you let's let's play some game. ranked teams and then we'll talk about <laughs> Which, it. We're not right. Marquette will be ranked. And maybe uh, not. Marquette, that was crazy. You wrong. probably shouldn't have said that, Kev. I'm doubtful Marquette will make the tournament. Well, that's crazy. I think they'll make the tournament. Thank no, you that. Big East isn't bad this year. Who who will they beat in the Big East though? <laughs> They're, They're not beating Butler. <laughs> They're not beating Seton Hall. I okay. Yeah. I. I think they're, they they could be a team. You only get a couple teams out okay, of each Okay, but if conference. Marcus Howard's dropped 40, 45 on fucking Seton Hall, they could beat him. And Miles Powell lays yeah, an egg. Like, the, their only chance, I think, is if they're close and then Marcus Howard gets them in. It's very similar to Trey Young, Oklahoma. They were borderline, but Trey was dropping 50 yeah. points. You need guys like that in the tournament. So, yeah. I mean, I it, it'll, be, it'll be league play. I mean, they're going to win a lot of games. They'll get hopefully the right teams at home. Um, yeah, 
they'll be fine. We'll see what happens in the end. Yeah. Well, who do you think so far out of all the games you've seen, who do you think is the most disappointing on, on the turf so far? <laughs> like either one of you. <laughs> Tough. Hey, man, somebody's got to suck. Who is it? <laughs> who, who do you think there, Mr. Terrell? I don't know. I Shit. I've been disappointed in a lot of stuff. Number one, disappointed in sticks. I think the kid, I think he doesn't, doesn't rebound hard enough, and I think he can't move anybody in the post. Other than that, when he plays his game... Yeah, and he's not that type pop, of player. He doesn't need to move people in the post. You, so he's going to be a pick and pop his whole career? He'll be a four. His next level position is a four, not a five. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking well, college basketball. He's got the capability to be a 20 and 10 guy, and he's not doing that right now. So I, I do agree. It's exactly. And, and there's a reason for it. It's because he can't move people in the post. Yeah. He can't get to the hoop. Am I well, wrong? He can shoot threes. And I love a he, Trasky. I love a Trasky. I, I love a three ball as well. I've just been – he just – it bugs the shit out of me because he is has every skill set to literally be a, a 20 and – 15 type of guy he could be bruno like he could be as dominant as bruno but he doesn't have the motor like bruno bruno's also great that's what man. i see so i don't know i think well yeah. i think one guy and i think it's because the twins have been playing better than i thought i thought ricky yeah. lindo would be more of a factor for maryland at least this Fuck far into yeah. the year especially on teams that maryland is bigger than um but i don't know i mean turge is turge is gone with both the twins it seems as of late but i thought ricky would be more a part of that rotation and Daryl's played well. So, I mean, Daryl's one of those guys, especially last game, you got to find a way to keep him on the floor. Yeah. And so Daryl's playing three and four. You need Aaron. You need yeah. Eric on the court. Obviously, Anthony doesn't come off. So um, I thought going to the year, I thought Ricky was definitely going to be, especially after the year last year, I thought he'd be more solidified as a part of their rotation. He's yeah. like the uh, he's like the dirty guy, though. Like, he does all the dirty stuff. Not like a dirty player. I'm talking like he gets rebounds, loose balls. He does not need to score to impact the game, and there's very few people like that. But I completely agree. It's like, it's like he came out and he was trying to, he was trying to get twenty. When in reality, go get ten rebounds. Zero points, yeah, I 10 think rebounds. in a lot of ways too. It's I feel like Turds plays the twins a little bit more to not to allow Jalen to get off the five position, just so he doesn't have to bang all. I mean, the whole entire game. And um, I mean, you play him and Ricky together. Jalen's forced to play the five. So now you put Great. one of the twins in him. One of the twins guards a five. Jalen's allowed to guard a four, kind of how he did last yeah. year with Bruno, um, which I think is more of the thinking there. But he's fouling, too. He comes in the game, he fouls. Um, yeah, just not dude. making smart plays. But I think he'll be back, especially Big Ten plays. Every team gets bigger. I think they're going to have to go bigger more often. And if there's a game that sticks against foul trouble or they got to rotate bigger bodies, I think Ricky will get back in there. He's young, too. He didn't get a whole lot of playing time last year, so, like, he's still figuring it out. He's a four-year yeah, guy. He, he's a four-year he was, guy. He was, he was supposed to reclass and be a senior again, but then we picked him up. He came in early. He was like, dude, we were going to – I forget where we were going, but we were going somewhere, and he was only <laughs> 17 years old. And it was just like, what the hell? Like, how are you 17 years old? You can't even go to big boy jail yet. Like, that's crazy. But Big boy jail scary. It is. It is. And I will say this about Sticks. <laughs> I love Sticks. Like, I, I love his game and everything. I'm mad that he's not a 20 and 10 guy because he has a capability to be. He's still like a dominant player who has to get double teamed. He has a ton of people looking at him at all times, but it just kind of pisses me off when I, 
when I watch him and he and he doesn't do what I think he can. Yeah. Um, I think what people really want to know, Kev, we got a couple questions for you. Couple meaning we had to sort out fucking thousands. It was miserable. It was awful. But uh, we we have a couple here for you uh, that some of them will be quick answers, other will be longer. I think they're all pretty good questions. At least I don't know. What do you think, Trent? I mean, there's obviously a couple shitty ones because people just fucking suck. But I think other than that, they're pretty good. Yeah, there oh. were a couple poopy ones, but we we uh, actually clicked decline on those and blocked those people. So it was let's hear a couple of them. Uh, train, you got it started out. All right, we'll start one out. So why are you in the NBA and Melo Trimble is not? Obviously not <laughs> not not knocking Melo Trimble, considering his college career and his professional career overseas, but why do you think you made it and he didn't? That's tough. Because um, I think Melo is a guy that could be you know, in the NBA. Um, Definitely. In a lot of ways, I feel like a lot of different scenarios, it's the opportunity you're put in, you know, the type of team that you go to, where you're drafted. And unfortunately, I think where Melo started coming out his junior year, you know, there, there had already been a lot of teams that had already written him off before he even got to the NBA. And so his opportunity kind of dwindled once he was in the NBA. And, yeah, I don't know. You know, he's killing it right now in Australia, I think, in a lot of ways. I played against him. Uh, well, I didn't. I, I watched him my rookie year in Summer League, right when I got in the NBA, and he was playing with Chicago's Summer League team. And it didn't seem like he was playing with confidence. And I, I had played with Melo for, you know, a full year. I had seen him and practices and all that and he just wasn't the same confident player that I was used to seeing and I don't know if that was the team he was on the system he was in I mean he was coming off the bench in the second unit but it just didn't seem like he was playing with a lot of confidence and like I said there's a lot of teams that I think wrote him off before he even stepped foot on NBA court that um it was tough for him really to find a new opportunity and then he went over to Australia and I know he's happy over there so in a lot of ways a lot of guys can go overseas play really well and then try to come back yeah. Yeah. And I think he's happy where he is. So he's carved out himself a, a pretty good career. I think he almost won MVP of the league last year in Australia. And um, it's tough. I mean, I think ability, whatever Maryland fan is used to seeing him play like in Maryland, I think that type of player and how he's playing now could definitely still play in the NBA. It's just some guys just don't get the same opportunity, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, and it, what you're saying about the confidence thing, I felt as if he had – the weight of the world on his shoulders from his sophomore to and his junior year because he had such a big freshman year. He had a crazy beginning to his sophomore year where, you know, he dropped Nate Britt at North Carolina. He's the biggest name. He has the hair. He's the most watched player in NCAA basketball. And then he goes through a small slump and then it carries on. And yeah. I think that was his biggest issue. And he just, he felt like he had the weight of the world on him. Um, moving forward, but similar to NBA talk, your favorite moment of the NBA, so of your, fuck it, of your basketball career, like what was the best moment that you've had and it was because of basketball? Honestly, I mean, every game and playing in every arena is still really humbling. And a lot of times the moment you're able to stop and kind of look around is during the national anthem when all the lights are off in every arena both teams are standing across from each other and everything just kind of stops for a second. And that's really every game where I sit there and you get a chance to look around and realize like, this is pretty cool. And you realize you're in the NBA. Um, 
But at other times, it's tough because any player, you step on a court and once the ball goes up, a lot of times, you know, the crowd and all the noise and everything and the hype of the moment goes away, at least in regular season and games like that. And so just it's crazy just to remind yourself sometimes you're in the NBA and those are the moments that I get to stop and kind of look around and realize that is, you know, before games um, during the national anthem. I bet that's fucking sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you know how sick that shit would be. I used to sway back and forth with my arms behind my back in college. Just imagine if I was looking at LeBron across the court. I'd be swaying. Dude, I get excited seeing it on TV. So I can't imagine how it feels on the court. Good God. Me too. Dude, with all the... Oh, God. (laughs) It looks amazing. Speaking of the NBA feeling, you got drafted by the Hawks, obviously. What was it? What did it feel like to get drafted that early, and just to get drafted in general? That, also, that was, also, that was nuts. Also, with with Kevin Knox getting drafted, I think like ninth. I was at that that draft party. So when they said Kevin, the place about erupted, and then they go <laughs> Kevin Knox. It was just like, oh my god! What did you have any thought that that might have been the the K hurt time? <laughs> Herter going to New York Knicks, getting his balls licked on. I mean, tell you, my, my agent wouldn't have given me the heads up for that. But uh, that was like the worst, best day of my life. And it, I mean, once you hear your name called, it's almost like the biggest sense of relief. Because especially for me, the decision to come out and, and leave and then enter the draft, it was kind of just became verified once I heard my name called. It was like, okay, like I did make the right decision. Because there had been guys in the past that they come out, they make the wrong decision, all of a sudden they're in the second round, they're crying in front of family and friends, um, <laughs> going to the second round. But <laughs> it was it was a huge Man, sense of relief. Sucks. And um, you know, at first I was skeptical because obviously any player wants to play for a good team. And you know, I, you know, getting called by the Hawks, at first I was like, well, they weren't very good last year. And But then you, know, you realize after that, it's like my opportunity is going to be hopefully really good. They're a young team. And at the time, they had been getting rid of guys and trading them, trying to start over. And they had drafted Trey early in the draft. I played with him. And um, you know, at that point, after talking to my agent and everybody afterwards, they were really excited for me. So this is going to be a really good spot for you. Um, you should be able to get a really good opportunity and just got to embrace it. So draft day, it was a great time. After was a great time. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a great oh, day. God. Sure, the drinks are flown. Full disclosure, dude, I I was swimming in the carpet um, (laughs) at at Kevin's house in the basement. Like, I literally was on my stomach, and I thought I was in the pool. There had to have been been 300 people in my house. I mean... Yeah, we're not going to go in. It was a a good time. It It sounds like it's a little X-rated there. No, it was – so we had – at my house, we had a, a police officer who lived down the street. And so all of a sudden, we got a knock on our door, like 12.30, 1 in the morning. And everyone was awake. My parents were awake. You know, like I said, it was as you'd expect we after a draft day. And I went up And I went up to meet this guy. And right away, my mom knew him because it was a neighbor. He was like, hey, we just got a call. He goes – I know you just got drafted, so I'm not gonna say anything. Can I get a picture real quick, though? <laughs> I, took <a> picture, <laughs> I took a picture with this uh, with this guy, oh, and then he actually um, I signed something for him a couple months later, and um, I'll never forget that. Thinking like, oh, this might be a problem. This guy's like, yeah, I know it's a draft party. You're good, <laughs> this Kevin. This might be a problem. And I was like, hey. oh, I was like, that's pretty cool. That is, 
that is sick. That's that's like the uh, the peak epitome of like, okay, I made it. Yeah, like if that was my party, I'm getting arrested. Kev got away. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that's Big Train throwing a a banger at his mom's, he's done. He's going to the fuck. He's going to the pen that night. He's he's in the drunk <laughs> tank all night. Kevin's taking a pic with the cops selfies. <laughs> Signing shit, Jesus know, Christ! Dude. Yeah, that's that's unfucking believable. I fucking love it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you said it was obviously great, and you have a lot of opportunity in Atlanta now. You like starting? You like coming off the bench with this new? You got a couple new young guys, and things are kind of weird in the lineup. But weird, dude. Cam Reddish is garbage. <laughs> Cam's good. I think Reddish is great. He is. He's uh, had a tough start, but um, he'll get going. He's unbelievably talented. I mean, any any player I feel like wants to start. So, obviously, I like starting. I like getting off to good starts. Sometimes we struggle with that, just like Marylanders. We don't get off to good starts, and we find ourselves down 9-2, to 11-4 at the start of games. And I always you know, think when I'm on the court, we're better. So, I like starting, hopefully try to start off games better. But... Um, I feel like every player wants to start, but I guess for me, it is what it is. If I start coming off the bench this year, it's been a little bit more of a mix. Hopefully, when I get you know, back fully healthy, that changes a little bit. I yeah, personally, I personally like coming off the bench and hitting like six threes in a row, and then coming coming back out. So that's just me. But it's that's interesting you say that though. I talk to Jake Lehman all the time about this type of stuff because he started some games, he came off the bench others, and now with Minnesota, he kind of has his his niche off the bench and he always talks about he fucking loves it dude he's the second team he's playing the other team's second team you don't have to worry about carl anthony towns or andrew wiggins taking every shot like i mean jake's posting up against i mean every nba player is good but nowhere near having lebron guard you or Avery Bradley or some shit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> does that does that take the fun out of it though? Like you obviously want to play against the best. No, oh, I mean no. yeah, there's there's different lineups and stuff, but there's certain guys, and I mean to start my career, it's been different because I started pretty early, and then just playing with Trey, and I think I think it's easier for you know what I do. I think it's easier for Trey to play with me, just you know giving the ball up and allowing me to make shots that. I think that's beneficial for our specific team, but for someone in Jake's situation, um, I mean, the situation on his team is different, so he may be better coming off the bench for that reason of coming in and shooting a million times, kind of like a Lou Williams does for the Clippers. So it um, it depends on the team, but it doesn't <laughs> take the fun out so of it. so fucking good. Yeah, he's a Lou bucket. Lou Will is so good. He could shoot the ball as many times as he wants. I don't think anybody would say a word about it. No, probably not. Nor should they. That... I saw an Instagram post with him the other day, and it's him fading left. Um, and it's just a still shot of him with the ball in his hand, fading left on a jump shot. And the caption was like, I know that's good money because going left, I'm always money. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> this, if I was fading left and I had, I had Hassan Whiteside running at me, there's no chance I'm getting the ball within 15, 20 feet of the room. No, <laughs> not at all. It might not even uh, pass the free throw line. Speaking of speaking of train uh, coming in hitting about six threes, let's just take them back real fast. People forget train has the freshman record for most three pointers in a game, like in the history of high school basketball. <laughs> in the history of it, big train ran in there. 
you were you were sixth man on that team, weren't you? No, I think I was like a eleventh man on that team. It was the end of the <laughs> and, season. They wanted to give me a shot, and you filled it. Uh, I remember walking in the gym and hearing murmurs throughout the crowd of some white boy is filling it up right now, and the white boy ended up being big train. Yeah, <laughs> it was I got, awesome. I got hot. It was my last high school like basketball that. game I ever played, though. I will say I, I stopped playing because I like partying a little bit more, but that's fine. <laughs> Going out with a bang. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and on a bang. Um, I also am curious, Kev, biggest difference in lifestyle change between NBA and college? You don't do shit in the NBA. You play, you <laughs> practice, and you have nothing to do the rest of the day. And I was telling – it was funny. I was telling Bruno this last year because he was – you know, he was complaining about his schoolwork and, you know, going to practice. And he's got to sit in study hall until 11 o'clock because he can't pass his classes and all that. And I was like, hey, man, <laughs> next year you're gonna, low key you're going to miss having something to actually do because yeah. every single day – this was funny. I came in as a rookie, Tyler Dorsey. Um, I don't know if people know him or are listening. I went up to him. It was maybe a month into it. I was like, bro, like, what do you do after working out, like – like, I feel like I do nothing. He goes, he goes, bro, that's the best part about this whole thing is you work out and do nothing else. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yo, same. I literally go back to my apartment every day and do nothing. Like, I literally have to sit there and, like, actively think about what am I going to do with the rest of my day. And that, I mean, that's off season. But during the season, it's, it's a little bit different. You're traveling. But still, it's like yeah. you're not really doing anything. You're just traveling, and that takes up your time, I guess. And you get to every – hotel and city and you talk on the phone and facetime people all night um you play a lot of video games that's why every nba player plays video games because everybody for the team is like oh you just worked out get off your feet the rest of the day so you're like what are the options i can do off my feet for the rest of the day as a 21 year old not about to like go do my taxes um, i can think of <laughs> let's turn on the fort machine i was gonna say i i could surely think <laughs> of could, a couple i could think of plenty of things but yeah anyways keep going agreed i i could think of one, two, seven. I could think of a hell of a lot more than just video games, Kev. Just saying. Hashtag what you, Andrew, what? <laughs> <laughs> what were you about to say, Kevin? You're about to ask <laughs> just staring at me in my no. face right now like, like I just no. killed somebody. No. Um, uh, a lot of people ask this same question. Uh, how's your girlfriend so hot? <laughs> uh, I don't genetics know, like, gets up out of bed takes a shower and i guess that's about it um Does so she you guys you guys tell me she's still uh she's still at school i met her at maryland um it's been an, over a year at this point so it's going strong don't <laughs> say about that it's a tough question <laughs> Hey man, we, we don't judge here. What do you guys what do, what do you guys think of her? We you guys went on vacation with her last year. Oh, she's fun. She, she's she's a nice yeah, gal. She's a go. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's she's yeah, she is. Would you guys time. she uh All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna ask? Her? Yeah, so would you guys would you guys tell me differently? Oh, so I thought you were gonna say something else. Jesus Christ. I, I did too. I thought you were gonna ask her. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys think question about for a sec? Dude, let's uh, just we relax. can't say it on air. Yeah. 
but I thought it was going to be something crazy. Um, I got, I got kind of excited, but whatever. Let's, uh, calm, let's calm down here. <laughs> let's calm down here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, Speaking she's a 10 out of 10 for sure. Speaking of she's tough, smoke. who's the toughest person to guard in the NBA so far? <laughs> James uh, Harden. All right. Oh, that was a no brainer. I mean, I watched it. That was a no brainer. This guy, so he's impossible to guard when they don't like call every touch foul on this guy, yeah. but they do. And I mean, he's he draws every foul. He makes it look like you're fouling him. Um, but I mean, in our game, he was sitting all his step backs. He was getting to the rim. He was getting fouled. He was literally doing everything. So there wasn't much we can do to stop him. So I, I think James Harden, and I think every player in the league would tell you the same thing, and especially the way that they run their offensive. Hey, here's the ball. Go one on one, hundred possessions a game, and um, you're. That's, he's just tough to stop. There's no other way around it. I'm scared of Russell Westbrook personally, but that's that's just me. I think he does a line of coke before every game. I don't know. He has so much so much energy. I can't believe. It. <laughs> Some guys just wired differently. <laughs> Dude, he looks like. I mean, he looks like he's gonna tear the rim down every single time he dunks it. I don't know what else to say about him. I, I guess that's yeah, that's got to be dope, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, who knows. Um, <laughs> fuck! I lost my my next question. Uh, oh, oh, oh! A ton of people asked at what point in your life was it like, whoa, I can actually go to the NBA. Like, there was never a point in my life I was like, man, I'm like good at basketball, so I have no clue. <laughs> At what point anybody would ever say, oh, shit, I got a shot at this thing? Yeah, it was after my freshman year in Maryland. And um, you, of all people, were telling me, started joking with me that, hey, you're not going to be around here four years. And, um, I mean, I told you, I think I told you for the next whole year to shut your mouth. <laughs> that I was. Yeah, you did. Um, that was really the first time was that summer going into my sophomore year when people started to say it, even outside of you. And... I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it up to that point and um, went into Maryland expecting to be there four years, and that changed um, pretty quickly. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, the, the old premature, uh, we're all fans of that. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> well, that I don't just know got if that crazy. actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <don't know>. <laughs> Seems like you're really waiting to throw that one in there at some point. Yeah, no, he had that one loaded up for sure. It's like, I mean, I would hope. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else does that, right? (laughs) All right, we're getting ridiculous now. (laughs) So being a New York Mr. Basketball in high school, you had to have been thinking, all right, I'd love to play for the Nets or the Knicks, or was that not in your mind? Like, what did you want going into the league? Was that one of the things you wanted? It wasn't. I mean, I feel like at any point you want to – it depends. There's certain players that don't want to play close to home just for distractions and having the pressure of playing close to home. Um, I feel like I'd pick my college based on not being too far from home. So anytime you're on any team, you at least for me, I didn't want it to be too far away. But obviously you don't have that type of control when you get to the NBA, especially in your first two years. But – it doesn't it at this point I'm happy where I am and um you know I didn't really watch the NBA too much growing up I didn't really have a specific team I watched specific players 
Um, so it wasn't like I grew up a Knicks or a Nets fan. So at that point, I really wasn't thinking too much into that. Okay, so where would Kevin Herter be if he wasn't in the NBA? What's your, what's your, what's your career? Dude, he'd be ripping cigs on the construction line. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it, would, it would be something probably still with basketball, um, either a coach or something, probably, you know, maybe in a broadcast. I feel like I'm pretty good talking, you know, especially to, to stand-up guys like you. Um, so just something to stay around up. the game. It, I couldn't really imagine myself not doing something around the game. It would just be tough. And um, I don't really know. It's a great question. I don't hopefully have to answer that question for a couple more years. Yeah, I hope so, too. Yeah, you won't. I like, I mean, I like the vacations we go on at the end of the season. <laughs> Myrtle Beach was an absolute mess. If you weren't yeah. there, you will never find out what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mess. Um, speaking of, you know, just throwing throwing cash around, have you seen just an absurd purchase yet? Like, have you been to a club and it was like, oh, shit, he just, he just spent 10 racks? <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's been the guy who spent ten racks. No, on that. that has, Sorry, has not been me. But you know, I won't. I won't yeah. disclose specific people or where. But yeah, there. You know, a lot of the stories that people hear about the NBA, a lot of that is is definitely true. So you get more money thrown around than you would have ever seen. I had seen in my life. I mean, ten times as much as I had seen at any point but um there's guys that spend their money a little bit differently than i would say and that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> fair enough dude i was in i was in vegas for jake's bachelor party and they brought a bill and uh they they handed it to me i was standing next to jake and then they handed it to me and my only thought was like at what point did you think i was the guy that was rich in the NBA. <laughs> like the the dude's six nine, I'm five ten, um, a bulky, meaty one ninety five. There's no way <laughs> I'm in the NBA. And the bill ended up being we're in, mind you, we're in Vegas. You know, he's he's dropping racks. Well, and, let's uh, be honest. Jake's still a white guy, so probably nobody thought he was in the NBA. That's just what happens. This is. Unless someone knows you, they unless someone knows he knows you, they don't. They're like, really? You're not, you're not in college. Pat Connington <laughs> was in Austin, Texas, on the main bar strip, and nobody but nobody recognized him but me. I was shocked. I was like, you guys see this guy? Pat Connington's right here. He's holding a fucking bow constrictor. It was insane. He was actually holding a bow constrictor. At, yeah, at, they, they were first, taking I pictures. I thought that was a joke about something else. No, I mean he probably has one, but it was it was somebody else's. A real snake on 6th Street. It was crazy. Jeez. Uh, Kev, let's go rapid fire with you. Uh, it can be quick. One word answers. Let's do it. Favorite get her. favorite Big Ten arena to play in. Not Maryland. Favorite Big Ten arena. Purdue. I don't know what the name of it is, but they got a cool arena. Can Mackey it? Arena. Mackey, yeah. Assembly Hall is good, too. I hate you know, the Indiana. Can Andrew beat Jeremy Lin in basketball? No, unfortunately no. <laughs> and that's no slouch. It's not to Bullshit. it's not to answer. Cause wait, let me, yeah, quick story here. I know I was trying to be quick. Um, I've had a lot of friends since I got to Maryland. They're like, oh, Andrew's the walk on, blah blah. blah. Yo, what level could he play? Uh, could I beat him one on one? And it's a definitive 
Hell no. And the people that know Gabe that are listening Damn to this, right. he got um, the full wrath of Andrew at 1230 in Xfinity Center on a Saturday night. And um, he took care of business, and we took a lot of snaps of it. I was five beers deep as well, so I, I don't know. I took him to the post. I pulled the chair on him a couple times. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was yeah, we surely went to Bentley's after that game as well. Yeah, we did. Um, biggest trash talker, college or pro? Biggest trash talker individually, probably Patrick Beverly. Russell Westbrook is up there. But I, more trash talk in general happens in college. There's actually less. There's less trash talk that's malicious. There's more like players who are friends or just kind of talking to each other. But in college, it's truly, you suck. I'm giving you 30. Or it's not as much as that in the NBA. So what would you Wait, s- you're saying college is more malicious? Yeah, college, like guys are going at each other talking all game yeah. i mean the daryl Marcells of the world i'm from baltimore and <laughs> yeah the, the, i'm gonna i'm gonna pull my shorts up as high as i can and act like i'm i'm about to fight another guy. quick story because andrew knows this michigan state at their place my sophomore year we are oh, down to 30 hilarious. we're getting we're getting spanked i think checko had eight fouls bruno probably had nine. <laughs> eight and fouls. bruno was sick that game i remember we're in the second half and miles bridges miles bridges is a tough guy and Daryl is a very tough guy. <laughs> we're, down, we're down 30. And all I see is, like, I'm walking to the line. I think Miles going to the line, and Daryl has been guarding him all game, doing a pretty good job. And uh, all I see is Daryl just stop, flex, be like, I'm from Baltimore. And like, Miles, <laughs> Miles, like, looks at me. He's like, who even is this kid? And Daryl was a freshman. Nobody – it was – we're getting beat by third. And he's like, Daryl, bro, like, you can't say anything now. Like, we have nothing yeah. to back it up with. Dude, so so another hilarious story on that. Daryl told me after that he was just looking at Miles on the free throw line. And he's like, "Our team's not any good. But like you personally, you weren't as good as I thought you were going to be. You actually were downright <laughs> garbage." And like, as a guy, what do you say to that? Like, but we're up Gives thirty. He already admitted that we aren't that good. Like, but he he just said it to your face. You're just not that good, man. Plain yeah. and simple. You know, Miles Bridges oh, is ending careers in the NBA right now with his dunking abilities, but good clean fun. That's fun. Yeah, Miles Miles Powell's, or yeah, he's trash. <laughs> um, give me your give me your go to food spot in upstate New York. Buffalo Wild Wings, before game, after game, <laughs> anything, we are going there. That's the uh, yeah. That's the spot after hand jobs. That's essentially what I just heard. <laughs> but point. after each, Kev got his first handy and went and got girl. some sixty cent boneless wings after. Uh, <laughs> always boneless though. Dead, always boneless. dead sprint with the boys. He's got he's got Paddock and Hawes falling around. <laughs> Hawes, yeah. Hawes is crawling in from from having an asthma attack. <laughs> Hoss does the blazing challenge every time. No, but locally, locally Bellini's. Locally <laughs> Bellini's, but uh, that's still the spot. Clinton Park, New York, Buffalo Wild Wings right in the center. Everybody knows what's good. Yeah, just grab a bottle of lotion at the door. I mean, good <laughs> yeah, lord. For real. And, and for people who don't know, Kevin is actually sponsored by uh, Bellini's. So he, he actually had to say that. Oh. Um, That'd be nice. you're, you're a corny guy. You're, 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 you're a corny guy. By saying this. Yeah. I mean, I'll take some free food. Go to Bellini. upstate New York. Off the exit of 32. I'm sure I'd love it. Dude, Kevin and I used to absolutely smack down 
uh, a little Lazo once once a week in uh, in Maryland. If you if you guys need a good place to get some chicken parm, Alazo in uh, I don't even know what that place is called anymore. Silver Spring. Silver Spring. Yeah. Let me tell you, some weird vibes walking in there the first time. Remember Will Turgeon? Truly is. So Will Turgeon, um, Mr. Mr. Mark Turgeon's oldest son, is uh, yeah. can be quite the jokester. Good kid, funny. <laughs> so me and Andrew asked him, we were, I think we were newer. It was maybe my fr- – yeah, it was definitely my freshman year. So, like, hey, well, yeah. where are we going to go get some good Italian? It's like, oh, right away he had it, and he was smiling. He's like, go to this place, Alazo in Silver Spring. So me and Andrew, me and Andrew walk into this place, and it's like dimly lit, just authentic Italian. And we walk in, and like the guy who greets us is a, is a dude, and there's two dudes sitting across from each other at a booth. There's another dude sitting by himself. The bartender's a dude, and there's about three other guys sitting at the bar. And right away, I'm like, this kid just sent us to a to a gay bar. Like, what, a gay bar. <laughs> what are we doing here? And uh, so we stayed. Yeah. We're like laughing. We go sit down, and of course, me and Andrew went on. We were by ourselves. Two more guys, just to add to the fun. Yeah, and exactly. We, we Why down, not, man? We sit down and text right away. Like, did you really just like where? Where did you send us? He's like, no, it's actually really good. <laughs> me and my dad go there all the time. And um, <laughs> we probably went there twenty more times within the next two years. Good spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a hell of a spot. It is not a, a gay bar either. Just full disclosure. Also full disclosure. It's 2019. It'd be fine if it's it was. Cool yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> shit. I mean, let's let's get that out there. Yeah. Let's just be completely blunt about it. I don't give a fuck. You're actually cooler now, right? I don't give a shit. I love them all. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Hey man, it's a sensitive world out there. <clears throat> Straight up, I don't give a fuck if you are or you're not. Yeah. Moving forward, Cornerstone Bentleys are turf. <laughs> train, train. You've been to Maryland three times, and you know the answer yeah. to this question. I mean, considering Bentleys lets six-year-olds in, I would <laughs> I say. Ben- I mean, do. you, you, anybody can get into Bentleys, and it's by far the best bar on campus. I will say they let big dogs in turf. Kev could never get in there, so he doesn't know. But turf was also a fantastic time. I wasn't allowed in turf Itch. after the Georgetown game. That was it. That was my last night. Turf was that night after it. From there on, it was Bentley's. And um, Bentley's doesn't disappoint. Nine out of ten nights, you're getting a good night. Turf is about a 50-50 shot. Cornerstone is you're picking the right night. It's got to be a Monday or a Wednesday. Probably neither. You really got to pick the right night. And Bentley's yeah, you is gotta, just – You got to want in at Cornerstone. You're getting dirty at Bentley's. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting dirty almost everywhere. Um, if you're if you hit the right time at Cornerstone, you're more than likely going to get hit with an excessive amount of twerk. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I actually not. Um, prefer that, but that's fine. Cornerstone. The problem yeah, is we never got there early enough to get upstairs. We were rolling in it. Yeah. Too late in the night that there was 300 people <laughs> waiting in line to get upstairs, and we was like, all right, let's go to Bentley's. <laughs> Only time I was in Cornerstone yeah. was for Andrew's 21st birthday, and I threw up everywhere. So, <laughs> I mean, that's... I, I threw up. I threw silk up everywhere too. That box is Got it. Silk boxers, silk boxers, baby. All right. The well, uh, one of the. Hang on. Wait. Last thing about Turf Bentley's Cornerstone. Okay. We also had my 21st happy hour at Turf. Uh, that single-handedly might have been the greatest. Four hours of my entire life. <laughs> I have I have never been so intoxicated. <laughs> I don't 
And and the whole problem was train. We get a beer tower train. Everybody's kind of looking at it like who's gonna start. Train grabs a full cup. Everybody's got a cup now, and he just kind of stares at us. Chugs his cup while staring at us all in the eyes, and everybody kind of looked around like, "All right, it's game time." Like, <laughs> Everyone except this. Brendan. Yeah, no, he can't. <laughs> yeah, drink. Brendan. Shout out Brendan. I guess you you can't drink. I don't know, but you got to set the tone in places like that, and that's what I'm about. Love you, Brendan. Yeah, you sure as hell. You sure as hell set the tone. Um, final answer on that. Let's go to Bentley's. Uh, College Park, 2015. <laughs> I'm just saying shit. We're having, we're having a good time. <laughs> let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. We're done with this guy. That's Kevin Herter. That's Nick Stewart. I'm Andrew Terrell. This is Tilted Bench. We're extremely lucky to have uh, Kevin on board. Hey, you, you know, he's, he's, got a, he's got a tough schedule. Um, and yeah, go hit the CBS <laughs> and, and get a couple more bottles. Yes, sir. Peace.